Get Geeked Up. Welcome to uh, Geeked Up Podcast, Episode 4. I'm Devin Barnes. With me always is my man, your favorite, Mr. Gorgeous himself, Liam Whaley. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> What's up, Ooh, baby? Uh, it's time to get time geeked up. Time to get up. geeked up. Welcome, everybody. Thank you, Thanks, everybody, for listening, man. The uh, After the first launch. The big launch. Yeah. We had our Facebook page up there. and got a big thanks to a lot of people. Everybody that came out there and liked the page, shared the page. A lot of guys, a lot of listeners, a lot of friends of the show actually yeah. shared the page, shared the uh, Facebook link to the old Geeked Up fan page. So a big thanks to uh, Chris Bolster, Jill Lambert, Adam Ace McCree, Joe the Simmons. Ace. The Ace McCree. Joe Simmons from the Effing Awesome Podcast, uh, Ashley Hughes, Max Mosquito from the Mosquito Bus Productions, um, Cena. Cena on SoundCloud. Big ups to all the SoundCloud listeners, too. And uh, again, David Flick. Thanks for all the shares, re-listens. Yeah. Appreciate it, guys. And thanks, everybody, just for listening in general, because I'm one of the lazy assholes like you guys that's going to listen and really enjoy it, but not press the link on Facebook, you know, because who wants to do that? But uh, you listen and you enjoy it, so thanks for that also, because we got everybody, lots of people listening from all over the place, too. We're like an international sensation here. It's, it's, we're getting big, We've got yeah. like an uncomfortable amount of countries that uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're from, broadcasting uh, live to. Pakistan and Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> With a weird stop in Finland and all sorts of places that, uh... Yeah, I know. I wonder who's doing our voice dubbing over in the countries that don't speak English. <laughs> like, do we just have... The Kung Fu style, oh, uh... yeah, dude. <laughs> Hello! Geeked up Japan. But also, we have a big shout-out to our first prize winner. Yes! Ring the bell! Ding, ding, ding! Our band, Dennis Smith, for being our first Facebook like. The first Facebook like. All right, so we're dipping in the prize closet. And I think we're gonna, uh... We're gonna kick off the prize closet with a very special... Autographed picture of the geeked up boys. What do you say? Should we give away? Is that starting off too much? I mean, I don't want to spoil all the riches here. It's gonna be. But Dennis, good. the first like, he's our first prize winner. We want to start off with the very with an honorary autographed picture of the. I mean, that's you know, that's quality stuff right there. You're not it getting. Is. It's it gonna is. be downhill from there. Sorry to the next two game winners that we'll be talking about later on in the show. But the autographed picture of the geeked up boys goes to Dennis. That's right. The first like on Facebook. It's the one of me and Liam on the bearskin rug. <laughs> it's uh, definitely one worth being signed. So we also, Liam, we got our first fan mail. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah, all the mail. listens, all the likes, but we actually got our, one of a, a fan email for fan us. Email. Nice. All right. Although I don't know. It's called, uh, it's under the uh, subject headliner, My Favorite Character. But well, uh, First of all, I was thinking, like, maybe a favorite character <laughs> from like, one of the many games we play. But okay, uh, all right, nice. I'll go ahead and read this email from, this is from Amy Doyle. Um, Amy Doyle, all right. Man of the show. So it goes something, Dear Geeked Up, I think I'm in love. I never thought I could fall in love just by hearing a voice. They just make me laugh and smile so much. So okay, so I guess it's not one of those games. Yeah, this is obviously one of us. <laughs> all right, not one of the games you're talking about. I have finally found thorough happiness by listening to this podcast. The way they have such That's swag gives me see. butterflies. I just wish his talent was not diminished by people being overbearing and they'd let my man have a voice. 
I said, All right, I so probably not me. I think I got this one. <laughs> so she's going to cut right to the chase. I'll cut right to the chase. What this email is really about, my man needs more airtime. I might as well say who it is. Isn't it obvious? Andre Davi. <laughs> Andre Davi. Yeah, if you don't know, Andre Davi is the one that does all the music for our show. From the, the theme song from like five minutes song. ago. Yeah. Andre, Andre Davi. Woo, babe. From the, the guy that says, woo, babe, babe. Let's you all know it's time to get geeked up. Where can I That's find Andre him? Davi. Where can I find him in smooth and his smooth chocolatey voice? Chocolatey voice. I don't think you mentioned it. Yours sincerely, Amy Doyle, the future Mrs. Davi. <laughs> All right. Well, if she's looking for uh, hot on the trails of Andre Davi, just check him out on the SoundCloud.com backslash Andre Davi. There'll be a link. You can probably send him all sorts of uh, risque photos. So we got to step up our game, then, man, because right now Andre <laughs> Andre Davi is the standout star of the show. He's leading us in fan mail. Yeah. So there's that. But yeah, like Liam said, you can find him on soundcloud.com backslash Andre Dobby. While you're on there, why don't you go to soundcloud.com backslash geeked up podcast? Yeah, that's us. That's us. And Maybe then, she'll, uh, yeah, there'll be more Andre Davi because everybody, they want to get to us to get to Andre Davi. But the only way to get him, you go to SoundCloud or you can get to us. There'll be Andre Davi sprinkled out intermittently throughout the show. Yeah, we also Like I was saying, a... I think she heard the closer look with that chocolatey voice. Uh, chocolatey not so much. Voice. He was showing, he showed his range because the first song was more, that was probably more the swag she was talking about with the woo baby. Yeah, but the, the chocolatey the, will come in later. Closer look. <laughs> All sorts. The voices of Andre Davi. And again, go to his SoundCloud. It's not just parody. We can't emphasize this enough, people. Yeah. It's not just parody podcast songs. He does his own shit. It's great. He does. And Check there's a link to his page on our page, too, which, again, is SoundCloud.com backslash Geeked Up Podcast. And also, like we were saying, we have a Facebook fan page, which is also Facebook.com backslash Geeked Up Podcast. Give us a like. Give us a listen. Give us a share. And yeah, so like us. And now don't expect to like trying to get on the backs of the uh, Joe from the F and Awesome Podcast and all of the other people like that you Adam mentioned. Mason, yeah, Jill Lambert. Don't try to just think that now if you start liking us late after the first launch, you're going to start getting your names read. No, no, this was for the uh, the launch party, all the first, <laughs> but if the you initial want, geeks. If you do, the best way to get your name mentioned on the show, I think, would be to email us. At actually the geeked up podcast at gmail.com. The geeked up. Don't the. forget the. There's a big T H E in front of that. Yeah, so a lot of people are going to be claiming that they sent emails. Oh, I didn't know it was the. It's yeah. the geeked up podcast. What are we? Just geek? No, we're the no, geeked up we're podcast. The geeked up podcast yeah. at gmail.com. And I guess with further ado, let's start. No, 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 no. Without further ado, no, let's cut out with the ado. The ado? Yeah. So do. <laughs> let's just do the news. <laughs> so with that, I guess let's get into the news. Who's Tom? So that old-timey typewriter sound effect that I do myself obviously means it's news. Time for this episode's news. So we're going to have to start off. We're just going to get it out of the way, really bum ourselves out. <laughs> and we got a couple RIP news stories. Yes, it's, uh, it's a very sad time for the Geeked Up show, and we have to get into the RIP segment. But it was a rough week. So I know uh, Liam's world, big figure died. Dusty Rhodes died while 69ing someone. <laughs> I was like, did I get that story right? Or... Oh, I think that those are some of the basics. He died at 69. All right. Okay. <laughs> big RIP to Dusty Rhodes, big the American dream. <laughs> yeah, now, if you uh, apparently you're unfamiliar with Dusty Rhodes, he was, uh, his, his gimmick was the American dream. 
out there, and he was just your common man. He was like gimmick was what he was different about him was that he was just a big fatso, like I said, just like an obnoxiously fat guy who would wear the little wrestling trunks. And his rest, his gimmick was that he was just a common man. So his promos would be like he'd be like working at a gas station, and he'd be like ah, and he'd be like talk very goofy. We're talking, hey, what's up, daddy? After the American Dream, after the working at the gas station, daddy. Oh, you know. And then he would be like working as a plumber. And he had a great the American dream. He's just a common man. That was uh, so he was one of the all-time hilarious, just fucking wacky wrestling characters. Oh, and then I guess as a he also was a, as a great wrestling father. His son is Goldust, who is just like the weird gay wrestler. He actually oh, is like Coco Beware, dude. I should have mentioned him last week, but he just wears like gold spandex. And his first gimmick was that he would like openly flirt, like he like crossed the line with just like being a gay wrestler that like really just all the rednecks hated because he's like storylines would be like he wanted to bang one of the wrestlers, and then he'd be like. Showing up, fucking flirting with him at all the matches, driving everybody crazy. I said this before, though, but aren't they all kind Country of the gay wrestlers? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a fine line that we draw. But this guy was a sp- even by wrestling standards, this guy was a fucking was a gay wrestler. Gold Dusty Rhodes. No, that was gold. That, that was gold. That was Dusty Rhodes' son. But Dusty Rhodes, great, sixty-nine years old for the American Dream. Dusty Rhodes. How old Dusty Rhodes die? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't die a long time ago. I was very saddened by the news, but I, uh, I imagine it's a heart I'm assuming attack, a heart right? attack. Yeah, yeah like his wrestling gimmick when he was younger was that he was a big fat. So, <laughs> like, I've got no idea what could have possibly. No, great job staying alive for the last twenty something years, Dusty. Like, really impressive stuff. But sixty nine, that's like uh, Yoda by wrestling terms <laughs> yeah. for real. Yeah. Yeah, one Big Mac too many. (laughs) No, 8,000 Big Macs fucking was just enough. Someone else that just passed away. And he wore yellow polka dots. (laughs) He was just a fucking... He actually... What am I talking? He was hilarious. I don't know what... I should be way more saddened by the news. And I'll get to the bottom of how he died. Yeah, but we're imagining it's a heart attack. (laughs) Nothing but respect. Smart money is on heart attack. Nothing but respect us. So then what about Chris Lee? Christopher Lee also died at age 93. 93, all right, wow. Yeah. He's uh, making it way more than Dusty Rhodes. But yeah, but in old British terms, it's really like 14 Yoda years. <laughs> He's like a knight. He should have been living for like 200 years. But does, uh, Christopher Lee died in 93. You know him best as like, I guess I, I know him best as like Saruman from Lord of the Rings, the evil white wizard. <laughs> yeah, now Christopher Lee, like you said, 93 years old, and he's been acting forever. Like, when yeah. you uh, look into him, he's been in, like, 50 years, 60 years of roles. Oh, yeah. Biggest, was- and, like, so the recently, or, you know, within the last 10 years, he had the Lord of the Rings. Star so he's been, like, Wars. an old man, Star Wars. Yeah. He was the old fucking creepy guy in the uh, <laughs> Star... Yeah, Count Dooku. The, the first Star Wars Count Dooku, yes. Earlier in his career, he played a Bond villain. That's right, he played Dracula. Dracula. He was Dracula. I'm pretty sure he was also the neighbor in Home Alone. The scary neighbor. That was him, right? That was Christopher Lee. The scary neighbor in Home Alone. It's the same character. He's just some creepy old guy. Like, what is this guy? He played Count Dracula. Count, like, who plays two counts in their fucking life? What kind of old creep is playing two counts in their career between, like, 40 years and he's still the fucking... He was a badass, though, man. Even, like, in his later years, so. he started, like, a rock band. Like, a hardcore, like, European, like, rock <laughs> band, dude. He was, like, an opera singer back when he was younger. And now he's like, I'm 93-year-old Christopher Lee. <laughs> and now let's jump! Like, I think I know how old Christopher Lee Let's get hard. Did he, did he have, like, a person that he, like, realized that it was, like, a tongue-in-cheek, ironic fucking yeah. metal career by the Ring Lords or whatever the fucking metal <laughs> band name was? Did he have a good personality? Was it, like, a Shatner or was he fucking... Because that's, that's awesome. I didn't know. Yeah. I got to look into this metal career. 
Because it's perfect. They just take this old creep. Like, of course he should. Some hilarious young metal band was watching Lord of the Rings all stoned. Like, we should get that guy to lay down some tracks. Yeah. Or maybe it's him, dude. I am the darkness of the ring. I am the lord of the... I am the lord of the rings of the ring. Mordor. But yeah, no, maybe it's like one of those crazy things like Letterman loving Foo Fighters. Like maybe this old wacko was just like, you know what? I I played two counts, but I haven't. Uh, I had never been a front yeah. band for a hard. He rock heard that band, first dude. Marilyn Manson album, and it all just clicked for Christopher <laughs> Lee. He's like, I missed my calling when I've been starring in Bond movies for the past forty years. I should have. Yeah, I should have not been focusing so much on the counts. <laughs> so yeah, R.I.P. Christopher Lee. Yeah, tough news. Tough week. Tough, tough week, week for all the geeks out there. But in other news and happier news and some video game news, huge week this week. It was the E3 conference. Yeah, we've been waiting to cram. We have so we got some of our other emails too and feedback saying, "Where's the video game news, big gamer? Yeah, where's the news? We've been waiting for the E, the big E3 conference. E3, man, huge news there. Always. I'm going to give you uh, if you don't know what it is, it's like a big video game like premiere contest or not contest i'm sorry it's a big like video game premiere like expo where like they're going to showcase you everything they have it's the electronic entertainment expo exactly three e three e's e three and yeah it's like it's not a contest because that's initially what i thought i thought it was going to be like the actual i was like wait a minute the fred savage movie is a thing and it's taking place (laughs) at the e3 no it's not the wizard because there is those things where like they sell out staple centers to watch like groups of asian teenagers play other groups of asian teenagers in halo or whatever exactly man but no, this is not, not one of those. This is like they're debuting all the stuff. All the new stuff. All the Yoshi new... got the Lifetime Achievement Award <laughs> this year at the E3 conference. How the dinosaur could eat. So um, just some of like, the top stories. I'm going to give you like some of the top five games that were announced this year at E3, courtesy of uh, USA Today Tech. So, uh, Big what... shout out to USA Today Tech. <laughs> Andre Davi on SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Edge of Nowhere is a game that's coming out and Another uh, horror game Where players are like scaling Antarctica In search of a missing expedition team oh, It's right. kind of a spooky Next generation <laughs> yeah, game Antarctica where... spo- Do you need to get more spooky than being in Antarctica? Um, <laughs> Fallout 4 is another game coming out Loved the first three <laughs> <laughs> And Fallout 4 If you don't know uh, Liam obviously does, but if you don't know out there, Fallout is like a post-apocalyptic like nuclear warfare game, but it's also like one of those games where like every choice you make matters, and it's one of those games that just takes hours and hours and hours to play. And okay, run. very involved. Very involved, like kind of a sandbox. It doesn't uh, have the... Uh... Uh, Super Mario Maker is a game that's coming out from Nintendo that uh, you actually make your own levels based on like the classic Super Mario game. So you take the classic Super Mario game, and then you yourself as a player can, like, redesign the level to just make it, like, insanely hard. And really? Then can, like, yeah, and then challenge other players wow. to, like, play the level you just made, this old, but, like, based off the old, like, school Mario yeah. games. There's so, been a lot of this kind of, like, new video game kind of angle where there's, like, it's now become more, like, uh, less about the actual playing and more of, like, the putting you in the role of being in charge. Yeah. Like, there's the whole, like, it. sports video game where, like, you, it was, like, the coach's angle where, like, you never played yeah, Madden. You, you like, set up the game. But that's, like, a new thing where they're trying to, like, get the market on the people that think they're, like, too smart to play the game. Like, I you know what? I'd be way better inventing the game than playing the game. All right, invent the game, you little fucking nerd. Do you play Madden? No, I play Madden, coach. It's <laughs> yeah. for, like, the not, like, this geeky fucking <laughs> Yeah. Like one day I'll be this is for like the video game geeky yeah. kids, the ones that like are too geeky to play the games. And I like Madden, but I like setting it up so they can uh, yeah, so they can tackle each other. I don't know how to do it. So yeah, 
All uh, right. Well, my Super Mario Maker sounds great. Star Wars Battlefront is coming out, which is going to be huge. Try to kill Count Dooku. Oh, get off him, dude. <laughs> but it's like the it's from like the Battlefield series. It allows players to fight off waves of stormtroopers and other Empire foes. And you can play online, and it's just a really fun game. It takes place like in the Star Wars movie universe, and it like takes place like during a, all a the galaxy movies. Far, far away. It's one, it's one of those games where you don't just play as like an individual player. Like you pick like different troops to play as. It's and, and, like, like you said, it's an online game. You get the main focus of it is, is yeah. Like, you can play online, or you can play like I'm sure there's like a story mode you can play. But yeah, it's like but one it's of those more console of a online console games. Console online. Um, another big game that was announced was Uncharted Four: A Thief's End. It's another game, of course, is getting released is uh, the new Halo. Halo, Halo Guardians. All, All right, right, a new Halo. Wow, they're still the big fun things. They the big fun thing with those games though is when you go online and just yeah, kill yeah, your yeah. buddies. And the big thing they're doing this year now, this next game now is like they're finally doing it like so PCs could always handle more action. I think now you can actually do like twenty five versus like twenty five people. Like before, it would have like twenty versus eight, nine, and that's on like, PC, not on the console. No, on the consoles now. That's the big announcement. Oh, on the consoles, do it okay, on the PC consoles now. Okay, okay. And yeah, would you, you play PC before? Were you? No, uh, I played. I've always been a console kid. Okay, okay. Never a PC guy, man. Just, <laughs> I think it's a little less nerdy. You're like that, nah, yeah, fucking sitting at the computer. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so that's way, a big announcement. Way less nerdy, yeah, but still. I got a hands, I got a headset on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming close enough. I'm still wearing a headset, but I don't have three fans my cooling down my system. I don't want to go to bed yet. <laughs> I don't want to go to bed yet. I got more games to play. <laughs> Another big announcement that Xbox One made, too, is that now, once the update comes along, they announced it at the E3, you're going to be able to play back catalog games on your Xbox One. So your 360 games from your old 360 console are now going to be playable on the new console. So all right. Like, if you hadn't thrown all your games out already, <laughs> like, fucking... They the actual sh- games themselves, too, because Nintendo's got some play. things where they do, like, updated chips that have all sorts of the games. This is actually all of your physical like games. Plug one of my 360 games discs right in the All right, the that's, pretty, that's pretty sick. That's big news, like that's, you said, yeah, for all of the hoarders out there. Like, yeah, the biggest news, because I did not throw any of my shit out, so. <laughs> so that was uh, the E3. I know I probably missed some stuff, but... Well, let us know. Email yeah, us. Email us in if you... On that, the Geeked Up Podcast at gmail.com. Another big news, it was also the Game of Thrones season finale. Yeah, I say this is probably the uh, as big as it comes for the, uh, yeah, I mean, the week of geek that's happening. It's one of the biggest watched shows on HBO, I think, of all time. I think it finally like surpassed Sopranos. But um, <laughs> Liam and I debated a lot now about this. Like, do we do the spoiler and say what happened in this big episode? I say yes because it was on the cover of the post, and I say yes too. So we're because you're a total asshole. So. We're gonna give you a minute to, uh, I guess, skip this section if you haven't watched it yet. But yeah, it's it a together. podcast. You don't have to like not listen. Just fast yeah. forward the icon over like you know three or four minutes, and then boom. But I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Somewhere in the show, I'm gonna say it again, just out of the blue, <laughs> just in case you missed it. Yeah, because secretly so we want you to know. You might as well just stick around because all right, give you time to walk away. Here it comes three, two, one. Fucking Jon Snow got murdered at the end, dude. Jon Snow got murdered at the end. My boy Johnny Snow, the JS. legendary character. So yeah, now that's kind of the uh, that's kind of like the the main headline is Jon Snow uh, got yeah. killed in the, the last like, scene of the like last episode of the season. He was fucking his stupid dead face was on the front page of the post. Yeah, so and I was like, wait a second. Does this really, like, negate front-page news in a New York City newspaper? Like, yeah. Sorry to the six real-life people that got stuff, murdered yeah. last night. But, but fucking, Jon Snow. Jon Snow, yeah. the fictional character, is dead. 
Oh, you mean Kit Harrington, the actor that plays him? No, no, no. He's fine, dude. He's fucking, but the fictional character died. But yeah, so, and that was also on the cover of Monday's post, too. So if yeah. you were one of these guys that just missed it by a day, you wake up like 6 a.m. Monday morning, Pick up your boom, you're right there. You know what I mean? And uh, So that happened now. But they also, there's kind of like the larger context of the big Game of Thrones news. This was now officially the end of the show being paralleled with the book series. So now, from here on in, when season six of Game of Thrones debuts, it's going to be a whole new... Anyone's guess. Anyone's guess. So now this kind of caps, this was the finale of the book presentation of Game of Thrones. Am I correct there? Yeah, I mean... So now you actually, you've watched the show, and you also did read the books as well? All five of them. Okay, all right, now, cool. And you were telling me that as the kind of the show has gone along now through season five, they've strayed uh, further and further away from the books, correct? Yeah, this season has been, like, the craziest, like, off the books, like... Even, like, it's still kept up, like, the book timeline, but they just straight some of the characters so far that even I didn't know what was going on. I was like, oh, wait, so I guess we're just... But Jon Snow still died in the books. books, Died in the books as he did in the show. Similar fashion with all of his friends stabbing him and saying, the watch, or whatever. shit for the watch. (laughs) Talking shit. Little princey bitch. Even the little fucking dumb kid stabbed him, too. That heartless little little future star. There's no Ollie. (laughs) Ollie. There's no Ollie in the book? No, no Ollie. Oh, all right. See, that's pretty, because just by watching the last scene, that was pretty, that was like kind of the big, big get at the end was, was the little, little kid turned his <laughs> <laughs> All right, I see. out to this kid. What's he going to do? Like, the know, kid's going to turn around. Like, right, little... let's get him. Like, dude, <laughs> yeah, good point. Like, I thought it was a way. All right. Ollie, good. get me out of here. <laughs> I know, Ollie. I was looking for you to <laughs> kill all the army of savages that yeah, I've been leading. Whoa, 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 Ollie. Ollie, how could you do it? But yeah, this is also like the first season, too, where like uh, George R. R. Martin hasn't like written on the show. But he's trying to finally work on the sixth book so the show doesn't get ahead of the books. But, I mean, it's going to happen. Which is really impressive that he's been writing them kind of in parallel. I don't know if just like, how about you focus on, you know, finishing one before making money on the uh, yeah, actual, like, yeah, economical There's one. There's still, like, but... books left in the series. <laughs> yeah. He's been since, like, 90 Very unorthodox to just grab the money years. before you finish writing the book. But I write, hey, I'm... Uh, he's literally but... writing these books for 20 years, and he's still not done. So now, as the book has been, uh, so it has now strayed away in this fifth season, has the... Book has the book version been more quality? Because you're saying that oh, the, yeah. kind the of the, the great part about the first season was that it was like so accurate, whereas like you were really living the book, where they really nailed. Yeah, the... it was like page for page, just like oh my god, like what? Like I've never seen really like a show short of like the Watchman movie. The Watchmen movie was like pretty accurate to the comic books. Like the first season of Game of Thrones was just spot on, dude. Yeah. it was like everything that happened in the books happened in the show for the most part. And now when, uh, when they stray away, do you normally uh, – are you okay with that kind of stuff? Because I could see it kind of adding, like, another layer of surprise if they do it well, where it's like now you get to be surprised at what's going on twice because the thing – like, you're not trying – if you're just trying to watch it to recreate the book, that's kind of just the exact same thing as reading the book. But if you're watching kind of the same thing tweaked around a little bit differently for TV purposes, yeah, it could really no, it add does, something um, to it. It does give you, like, different surprises and, like, things you don't see coming. Like, they, like, the, like uh, Ollie. Ollie. <laughs> But, like, the last big story in Game of Thrones was, I guess, like, everyone was just as upset about as this was, like, the Red Wedding happened a couple seasons ago. Yes, where they of just, course. Like, slayed half the main characters, like, the fan-favorite characters that you love. Like Joffrey, I believe. Joffrey died, but it was really like, Rob Stark and Catelyn Stark. Uh, I believe it was Joffrey. It was the beloved character. That goddamn God. wedding. <laughs> and they, um, 
And the show made it a little more hardcore. Like the books, it was just them. But in the show, they added in like Rob's pregnant wife, and just like straight up like stabbed this lady in the stomach first. Jesus! So I was like, Jesus, that didn't happen. The TV version is uh, yeah, out too in the book. But okay, so now we're starting over in the world of Game of Thrones for the uh, season six. Do they have any idea when season six potentially going to be debuting? Or the same time as this year? You know, next year? Like a another year? year? Yeah, okay. Year, yeah. So now, do you have any? What What are your predictions? Why don't you put yourself, stake your claim, and geeked oh. up here? Got a big prediction. And let us know what's going down in season six. You heard it here first, right, folks. Guys. Andre, cue the song for the Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, straight up, I think everyone has a pretty good idea about this, too. But our boy Jon Snow, he's going to come back to life. He's going to come back to life in the books and in the shows. Now, they've never really done this before. They've never like. Okay, so this would be unorthodox. A zombie Game of Thrones would be well, a first be a zombie. He'll be brought back to life. He'll be all right. Okay. There's like there was another band of people called the Knights Without Banners, and they also had a guy that would keep dying, and they, this red priest would keep bringing him back to life. A Kenny, so to speak. Exactly, <laughs> dude. Like a Game of Thrones. You killed Jon Snow, you bastard. And now the red ladies at the wall where Jon is, and she's the same religion as the guy that was able to bring oh. the other guy back to life. And I'm telling you, there's too many unanswered questions. Like who's Jon Snow's mom? I think I have that one figured out too, but we'll touch on that later. I think the same. I think Ollie's mom. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my other big prediction is like who will finally win the Game of Thrones? Who will sit the Iron Throne? Now I might be a little off base here. I think I'm correct, but my final prediction of who's gonna be sitting the Iron Throne is my man Hordor, the big retarded <laughs> guy that carries around Bran that can only say Hordor. All hail! Well, he's gonna overcome all the odds and win the thrones. Yeah, all hail the soft king Hordor. <laughs> yeah, that's my prediction. So no Game of Thrones this Sunday. What are you going to be doing uh, this Sunday night? What are you gonna, is that, what's going to be taking your TV, HBO, Sunday Night Void? I'm watching True Detective, <laughs> True Detective. Now, see, True this Detective is one that I back. did watch. I uh, missed out on Game of Thrones. I did watch the first season of True Detective, which oh, I so loved. I loved it. Great. Great, show. Great stuff. Great stuff. Now we've got season two premiering with a, a whole new cast, whole new, whole whole new, new story, show. Whole new whole cast. New, but no, the big season, the big season two difference is now instead of uh, McConaughey Harrelson, we got Farrell and Vaughn. What do you think? What's your... Colin Farrell, Vince Vaughn. And also, not instead of the bayou, we're taking place in the glitz and glamour of L.A., La La Land. That's right. Vince Vaughn is the bad guy, too. Vince Vaughn is like a crime boss. Vince Vaughn is the crime boss in Los Angeles. I'm picturing it right off the bat. You get Vince Vaughn back in Los Angeles. So I'm thinking swingers. So I'm thinking like a evil swingers Vince Vaughn. Who killed him chasing the beautiful babies at night and fucking dealing heroin by day, you know? (laughs) He's playing NHL 94, like, killing people. Yeah, Mikey's still his bumbling henchman. <laughs> yeah. Nah, baby, you gotta kill the guy. You can't just... <laughs> you're a bear with those big fucking claws. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it looks... Uh, judging by... I'm not in love with Colin Farrell's mustache and like his somber look and all the ads, but Rachel McAdams is looking really hot. As and, always. Uh, yeah, as always. And I think that the Bayou kind of... I loved the first season. Very kind of dark. But the second season, I hope they keep kind of like the dark tone, but it'll be tough not in, you know, backwoods, yeah, not in, like, Louisiana. Yeah, not in backwoods. Acid tripping Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> and then Taylor Kirch is also in it, who's like this hilarious guy who like was almost like a Hollywood frontman, but he's just the worst. <laughs> he's just like he's just not a good actor. Like he's single handedly like ruined a lot of movies. But they're gonna give him a little chance. They're gonna give him another chance on yeah. True Detective and play like the other kind of Try to ruin one. this one, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> My prediction they're killing him off in like the first two episodes. And then thanks for all the promos. You gotta get out of here. <laughs> Well, we got Vince Vaughn. Yeah, thanks guy. for being another famous face in the in the ads, but you know Vince Vaughn did has done like those serious movies before. Before, like you know, he did Swingers, of course, and then like he started doing like that serious role of what movies. What was that dark one where he was like the neighbor, the next door neighbor that like 
Psycho. He he was he did the Norman Bates remake of Psycho, and then he was stepdad. He did like the stepdad. Stepdad movie. is probably the one that I'm thinking of. Yeah, yes. where he was like the bad guy, he yeah, like the yeah, bad yeah. stepdad, and John Travolta was like the deadbeat dad. That <laughs> 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 had to like save his son from evil yeah, stepdad. And he was. But it wasn't till like um, it wasn't till like old school came back. Like Vince Vaughn started getting back into his comedy roots for whatever Rudy, reason. Rudy was sprinkled in there, yeah, where he showed his athletic chops as the running back. Rudy was before swingers, dude. What? That's how him and John Favreau met. Oh, that's true. That's right. Actually, yeah, I was on the was, I was on Rudy. the set of because Mikey Rudy. was fucking <laughs> fucking Rudy because he was playing the dumpy guy in Rudy that was complaining about his life <laughs> being shitty. <laughs> uh, Jesus. But then also coming out this Sunday, what else I'll be watching is after True Detective, fucking NFL Honorage Ballers, <laughs> yeah. starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson <laughs> as Vince. I guess I think he seems more like the Ari. Yeah, character. I guess he would be. Yeah, I, I Ari meets Ari. Vince. Oh, it's so bro. He even does like a axe body spray plug like in the fucking yeah, show. in the commercial for like, the show. The there's a commercial for X. Is it the axe body spray? It's like I take it easy, bro. Yeah, and you can just already tell like there just is going to be absolutely no story, much like Entourage. <laughs> yeah, on, just going to be hot chicks and cool cars with cool shit going on, but no actual story going on. I'll definitely watch it. It's like if dreaming about like being a professional athlete like isn't good enough for you, you had to like. And but then after I retire, I also want to be a famous like agent that also makes it big and yeah, and dealing and doing all sorts of other cool. It's like, dude, how about just fucking be the football player? Like, how much shit do we want to fantasize about here? Yeah, do what everyone else does, get a job on ESPN, and <laughs> you're set, dude. You're set. Yeah, like you either want to be Arliss or The Rock. What are we like? Which one are we gonna do here? Can't be Arliss. By the way, I feel like they're ripping off Arliss a little too much with the show. I hope there's an episode where Arliss shows. Up. Like Arliss <laughs> is his competition. Yeah, right. Because Arliss is like, representing one of the other guys. Oh that fucking, bring he's just being hilarious with the Asian assistant. And the Rock's on a boat with fucking champagne bottles. Yeah, Arliss is in the background stealing all his clients because the <laughs> yeah. Rock's partying way too Seriously. much. Fucking well, definitely take your money with Arliss, dude. That's like when Jay Z started a sporting agency, dude. So you said before too, it's uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. What do you feel about him now? Like carrying his own TV show. This is like a comedy show, but he's like pretty much the star. It looks like in the commercial, there, like, there isn't even really any other record. I guess uh, Rob yeah, Cordry is the yeah, other guy. Like in other it, but I think he's something. like, Rob Cordry pretty much the only other famous guy that I've seen in the show. Other than that, yeah, it's, it's like... Rock carrying a show. Yeah. I don't know, I mean, I fucking like The Rock, dude. Fucking the guy's hilarious. He really is great in he's, terms of like action movies and stuff like that. I don't know if he's going to be able to like hold the show, especially a show like this that has no actual storyline or anything. I think I it's they're a gonna perfect show for him. Yeah, well, I guess maybe. Don't have to cram out enough like cool shit in there, and then just have rock. But yeah, I guess you're right. Dude. It probably is the perfect show. It's not like Vince, yeah. like you said. It's not like Vince was fucking do, doing any acting. But yeah, at exactly. least in that, you had like drama and show. Ari were like the great characters that were being hilarious. Cordry's a funny guy, but I don't know. Like judging by the commercial, there doesn't look like there's a lot of other people taking lead. You know, I'm sure there's a turtle fucking guy mixed in there, but like who's <laughs> no, going to be like getting the laughs like... outside of the rock? Just like. Rock giving his shirt off a lot, you know? People's eyebrow or whatever the (laughs) fuck it is. It's like getting girls for ballers and they all ball so hard because they're a bunch of ballers. It's going to be a great fan. It's going to be a great daydream, though, for sure. Yeah. But really, yeah, I'm actually looking very forward to this Sunday. <laughs> True Detective then segues into Ballers. Oh, my God. And then uh, there's also the, the uh, Jack Black show debuts on Sunday, too, right? Yeah, that's right. That's What's right. The, uh, like, they sneak into Iraq. From yeah, something. well, I think he's like a government agent like in Iraq. And they're like, yeah, trying to like, prevent some yeah, giant yeah. war. But it's a comedy. Tim Robbins is in it. Jack Tim Black Robbins, is in exactly. It. Yeah, yeah. It's called The Brink. The Brink is also coming out this Sunday. Man, that's going to be a good one, too. It's like he's like a... So we got a, so we got a great summer lineup on Sunday night. Now we got True Detective followed by Ballers and The Brink. Yeah, it should be a pretty good it's Sunday good. night. It's going to be uh, a no night. Game of Thrones, but a good Sunday night coming up. No Game up. of Thrones. Good. I can use a break from the fucking... Ollie's. <laughs> the intensity of Ollie.
But that brings us to this week's big story, man. Big story. Yeah, the other big news from the movie world. <laughs> Jurassic Park 4, baby. Yes, yeah, so now, is that the same song? Is the song uh, still included in this I Jurassic Park? Even, like, the trailers, they did it all, all like, slow and piano-y, like, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. There was rattling cups of water in the dress. So oh, now, and this be. is a uh, sequel, Jurassic Park 4. Yeah, it's not a remake. Not a reboot. Oh, yeah. This is it's a called Jurassic World. Jurassic World. Yeah, yeah world they don't like to date themselves and make it sound cheesy by throwing the number on there, so they call it something else. Well, they call it Jurassic, Jurassic Park 3, World. Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> well, <laughs> Was Park, Lost Coast, the Lost yeah. World, Jurassic Park 3, yeah. <laughs> Jurassic World. They, exactly. They didn't want to fool anybody with Jurassic Park 3. Yeah, they got a little sloppy So they've got Jurassic the Jurassic World. Killed. Killed opening box off weekend. Yeah, I guess that's kind of the headline here. Yeah, I think it's like fucking, I blame, dude. I know you're not a big fan, but Chris Pratt, man. People fucking are loving to go see Chris Pratt in the hey, movies. Dude. Can't argue with the numbers, folks. I mean, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy, and that I'm movie made... i kind of feeling the fact that it's Jurassic Park has a little something to do with it, but... Maybe, I mean, yeah, for sure, I mean... Long time since a dinosaur movie, but Chris Pratt, well done. Chris Pratt, I mean, he fucking sold out box office numbers with Guardians of the Galaxy, which was literally a movie where he fights with a raccoon in a tree. <laughs> so, fucking... Yeah, for sure. This is dinosaurs. He's of course, it's going to be movie killer. guy right now. But, but yeah. Uh, yeah, huge box office breaking all sorts of records record for like opening, like the most money taken in an yeah, opening dude, weekend. In terms, as far as I understand, previously held uh, by uh, my boys, the Avengers. Yeah, your clan, the Avengers. Now, this was one of like, did the original Jurassic Park ever approach this? Because that was obviously like a huge mega hit in the yeah, early nineties when that came out with Spielberg. I'm sure that was one of the all time leaders in the. Uh, Clubhouse, but this remake, Jurassic Park 4, and I gotta be honest, a little surprised since it is like the fourth installment, although it is a classic movie and also a long time, like I said, since the whole dinosaur thing has been reinvented. You love to see the new effects put oh, to yeah. that world, but oh, yeah. uh, were you one of the one of the box office record-setting people uh, checked it out? No, I missed it, man. Unfortunately, I missed the goddamn movie. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, I was at the museum checking the dinosaur exposition. I uh, didn't see oh. Jurassic Park 4. No, I didn't see it either, but uh, so that, give, give me a little bit of a rundown. I've got some of the details into exactly what this fourth installment is going to be. Yeah, so I guess this is going to be more of like... they're. Today is more of like a direct sequel to the first one. Now they're still holding two and three in the canon, but they're not really okay. talking about it so much. They're going to admit not the mentioning whole, uh, the trip to San Diego. Yeah, they're just the going to uh, <laughs> forget about all uh, the Transformers Rex and Jeff Goldblum. So now the park is back up. Pack is up. I think it's been running well for a while. Which I love the fact that like only 22 years ago. Things went so like drastically wrong where dinosaurs were killing everybody, yeah. and then like 22 years later, they're like, yeah, I think everything's fine. We yeah. got the uh, tram working good. I think we're cool to do the dinosaur park. Yeah, like the real sad wall of you know that insanely most dangerous thing that ever could be conceived. Yeah, let's give it another go after it just went so horribly wrong 15 yeah. years ago. Well, now it is like 15 years later, so I think they have a better security device than <laughs> electric fences to yeah. keep out monsters. <laughs> they don't have the neck guard, the uh, electric fucking <laughs> yeah. neck guard around. Well, how do you guys keep those dinosaurs in? Oh, no, we're good. We have electric fences. <laughs> we give them a little zap. I was breaking technology in the 90s. All right, so the park is back running here park 22 running. years later. Everything's looking good. They're making money. But now and so what's so the big money. draw? Uh, the T-Rex must be the big. Everybody wants to go see the T-Rex. Everybody wants to go see T-Rex. Of course. Why not? It eats that sheep. <laughs> but now, they, that's what I'm saying. They got so cocky now. They're making so much money. The park's been running so good. Now, again, they're getting fucking too big for their britches. <laughs> and they decided to genetically engineer a dinosaur. <laughs> because okay, so the T-Rex wasn't good enough. Yeah, no. <laughs> real dinosaurs aren't good enough. We need to make like a Godzilla monster. <laughs> They've got to breed like, all 
all sorts of crazy dinosaurs. Combine all three, like three different dinosaurs to make this ultimate T-Rex Velociraptor murder machine. Just for the plot of a movie, too. When they asked them, why are you doing this, scientist? Oh, it's going to make a great fourth sequel to Jurassic Park. That's yeah, why. Take it easy. It's <laughs> dangerous talk around here, Bob. Yeah. Don't ask questions like that. So, as is expected, everything goes terribly wrong. Sounds an awful lot like the first Jurassic Park. I gotta be honest. <laughs> Set up a uh, crazy dinosaur park. Things go a little haywire. There's a big raptor fight at the end. Yeah, Another sure. part of this movie, too, isn't there like military trained raptors that yeah, like are... Because like Chris... I think that's what they were doing. I think that they were like the... Uh, what's the team? Like the iGen scientists? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, I think, training raptors to like fight alongside the American military. And then they're like, oh, we've got this wild genetically modified T-Rex out. Send the military raptors on them. Yeah, like what are they doing? Are they strapping guns to these raptors? These are fucking America's finest uh, raptors right here, baby. They're smart enough to open doors. I'm sure it wouldn't be too hard to teach them how to use a gun. Yeah. But, yeah, so I guess Chris Pratt's the one that trained them. You see him in the trailers, like, ride his motorcycle next to all the raptors. Like, come on, boys. (laughs) Yeah. Because now... there's where I felt part of the commercial <laughs> lost me in terms of this being the biggest box office smash. Because part of the like charm of the first Jurassic Park was that it was like somewhat kind of conceptually imaginable to have the... Mm-hmm. And then like they didn't go over the... It was kind of like a realistic portrayal of what would happen if there was a dinosaur park. And then things like, of course, it would go wrong. But it wasn't totally crazy with scientifically made dinosaurs and military fighting raptors with the guy in a motorcycle. It was a little bit more understandable and reality. You yeah. Know? Well, the funny thing about that, too, I'm glad you said that, is that like I remember like when the first one came out. And, like, the big talk was people was like, you know, you could do that in real life. Like, the way they described that. <laughs> there was a mosquito. Could, it's been, it's <laughs> easy to do. I mean, my dad says you could do it. Like, oh, your dad seems like a smart guy. I think he knows what he's talking about. But I swear to God, man, I was, like, watching the news, like, last night. And they're like, Jurassic World, could that become a reality? We're going to talk to scientists a while. Like, we could, like, you're still having this debate. You would need to know. Yeah. The answer is no. 22 years later, still I don't think this needs to be because even the Jurassic Park, this is the fourth, even the trilogy, like you said, they called Jurassic Park 3, Jurassic Park 3, because they knew it would be a hunk of shit. Oh, it was they so started bad. kind of losing you. They lost you at the end of Jurassic Park 2, or even Jurassic Park 2 started off with like, alright, Jurassic Park 1 left, where they just fucking bailed out on their di- crazy idea, Dinosaur Island. Now they gotta go fix the situation, because yeah. it's still there. Alright, that makes sense enough for yeah. Jurassic Park 2 sequel. By the end of it, you got a T-Rex storming through the ocean to San Diego Godzilla <laughs> style, and it's like, alright, this is... Jurassic Park 2 always will be remembered to me, though. For I saw that in the theaters at the old Hawthorne movie station in Jersey, and uh, it was it was this was like again in the '90s, so it was kind of like like unlike Game of Thrones, it was kind of before like the spoiler information age. Oh yeah, yeah. Where, like spoilers were like a like relevant thing. So me and my friends, you know, middle school or whatever, and we were there watching the movie, and uh, before it started in this like packed theater for Jurassic Park 2, for whatever reason, I just started like loudly telling my friends what had <laughs> happened in the end of the movie. Like I said, I never saw it, but I was. Just like, oh, dude, this movie's crazy. At the end, they bombed the island with an A bomb. That's how they get rid of all the dinosaurs. It's just crazy dinosaur fight, and they realize it can't work, so they're gonna A bomb the place. And I was just like joking around with my friends, and this guy in front of me like heard me talking and thought that I was being serious, and like he like screamed at me like, "Hey, it's bullshit, man! Like we've just paid money to see this," and gave me the whole rundown like I spoiled it. And then Grim and his wife angrily stormed to another part of the theater. And it was all made up. Yeah, so, the whole time they're waiting for the sea bomb to drop. We just drop. got to laugh at this asshole when he left. And I looked at like, yeah, I didn't even see it. This guy's an idiot. That's not what happens. And then when the movie was playing out, he's all bitter watching. Like, you know, the, the, the old dinosaur fight in the A-bomb's going to, uh, this fucking kid ruined it. And then when, like, the, the, he's marching towards San Diego, he's like, that fucking kid. There was not even an A-bomb. It's an even shittier ending. Oh, yeah, like, was... I ruined the movie for that guy so many times. And Thankfully so, so, so many because levels, it, needed a, it needed a ruining. <laughs> That's a fucking fantastic. And then Jurassic 
Park 3 I don't think I ever even saw. No, I saw Jurassic Park 3. What was, was the like, story there? It was like, it's understood now that like there's just this island where dinosaurs live. Because like, <laughs> okay. on like the second one, they didn't drop an A-bomb on it like the, they should have. But um, so it's just understood that like there's this island where dinosaurs live. Don't go near it. But people still like vacation, yeah. like ride their boats people. near it. And sure enough, this guy like, and his, badasses his kid, go there. Boat crash and these. Oh, parents, that's right. Didn't they like convince somebody that like hey, my Alan, kids on the island? Take us out, there. Alan Grant, to like yes, okay, go yeah, oh, right. back to the island. But they trickle over. They're like, we're just gonna do a flyover the island because you know it. They're stretching there. But this one seems to be like the box office hit. But this seems to be like even a further stretch than Jurassic Park Three. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, you know what? Eh, let's just do it all over. Pretend like we got the park. It'll be a uh, yeah. This time they actually got the park. Jimmy Fallon will be saying along to the ride as they go. Actually, there is. There's supposed to be like a Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, no, he does. Like just movie. like in the real universe, like that's what like the big improvement was. They made it more theme park accurate. They didn't, they didn't stray with the any accuracy on the dinosaurs, but they really encapsulated what it's like to be in a theme park. <laughs> uh, dude, I've been in that Jurassic Park ride. So now they're really stretching for Jurassic Park Four. That might bring us to this week's closer look. Closer look, closer look, closer look. Break out the telescope. Then the microscope, all of your other scopes, it's exactly what you hold. We're gonna look real close. Take a closer look. Closer look. Closer look. Closer look. <laughs> There's that chocolatey voice that uh, Amy Doyle was talking about. Uh, closer look. <laughs> SoundCloud.com backslash Andre Davi. Amy Doyle can find. By the way, Andre clearly sent in that email. There's no Amy Doyle. Amy D. Andre Andre Dobby. Dobby. He's a fan of himself. That asshole. He got our first email. It was, it was killer songs. But you have to be emailing, of course. He's a big fan of his own chocolatey voice. (laughs) So, like the song means, though, it is time for the closer look. And this episode, in light of the uh, Jurassic Park 4, we're going to take a closer look at movies that have four or more sequels. Yes, best sequel of over four or more. Breaking the golden rule of a trilogy. Yeah. We need a couple more, please. The world has settled on we make three. We get. We give you six out. We give you roughly six hours of movie. Let's not need it like an eighth. Yeah. But yet these movies break the mold and they give a fourth sequel. Some are just cash grabs. Some are actually somewhat decent movies. So right off the bat, I guess though, I do I do kind of want to like rule out some movies for us. Horror, like cheesy. We're not trying to go like cheesy movies that there's like fifteen Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, like there can only possibly yeah. be twelve Friday the Thirteenth in a calendar year. You can't have more Friday the Thirteenth in that. Somehow they've done it. We don't want to talk about those or like the Land Before Times. Yeah, any of the kids' movies. No Air Buds, unfortunately. <laughs> But, On the other uh, end, no pornos, no adult movies. You get all sorts of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want any no of those. No Masters no 47. Yeah, we just want some classic ones. A couple of our uh, jumping right off the bat to me. I'm going to actually lead off for me just because it was in my mind from we talked about it a couple weeks ago. But there was just recently a fourth Mad Max got yeah. debuted all these years later, kind of like Jurassic Park style, like a hundred years after the fact. Who wants yeah, to hear but Mad it's a Max? Straight up sequel. Yeah, it's but it was like... holding in line with the third, with the. Fourth, I mean, same director. Dude. Early on in the year, too, I guess was there, or maybe last year it was. But indie, there was a new Indiana Jones. Last year, man, that was like it's eight years ago. <laughs> what the fourth indie? Yeah, that was, that was a while ago. <laughs> All right, it was well, just hey. so terrible. It still lurks in our head. Yeah, like Liam said, like Mad Max is an example of a good one. Like some of them can be great. 
fourth Mad Max, really great movie. Fourth Indiana Jones, it's fucking yeah. hard to watch. Dust he's off like, your goofy hats and your whip. And let's he's really old. Do some archaeology with his. Yeah, like he's the appropriate age for an archaeologist, sure, but. Yeah, and that one fucking... too, it was like an alien. Like in the end, like it wasn't like any Nazi artifacts. It was straight up like the crystal skulls was like aliens. In the end, like him and this like straight up archaeology, straight up has like an X Files encounter <laughs> with like an X Files style alien at the end. Dude. It was fucking so. That's too big of a crossover so for Indy. Indy can't handle this. is This isn't Duchovny. This is Indy. Yeah, they were pushing it with Temple of Doom. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> accepting any crystal skulls. Uh, kind of a good comedy fourth. Would be the National Lampoons. Now we're not talking about the National Lampoons. There's a million National yeah, Lampoons. Like the, uh... Me and you could make a National Lampoons movie and like give them ten grand. They'd fund it for them. <laughs> yeah. Like they'd call it National Lampoons Geeked Up Podcast if you pay them enough. But there was the vacation uh, movie. We're talking the Griswolds. The Griswolds, Straight exactly. Up Griswolds. Chevy Chase, his wife, and Beverly a rotating Angelo. bunch of shitty kids that <laughs> yeah. act real stupid. <laughs> I guess you got the sleazy a... cousin kind of remains. But first, there was the vacation where they went to like fucking Utah. Wally World. Or... To Wally World. Wally, okay, exactly. the Wally World. And so they went to the theme park and then they went to Europe. Then we got to, to see some French chicks tits, which was right, always nice. Right, always right. nice in the eighties. Uh, then there was the Christmas vacation, which Fucking one of the best, one of the all-time best. Just, Just empty in the shitter. Christmas classic. Oh, so good. No German tits. I was hoping that Elaine was going to show box in that last <laughs> scene where they were getting a little romantic and next door before fucking Chevy Chase blew everything up. But a Christmas classic and a, and a great comedy movie. Uh, Christmas Vacation. Which like... brings us to the fourth and a pretty solid comedy. The uh, Vegas. Vegas Vacation. Vegas vacation. Yeah. Another like logical one. vacation place. They go to Vegas. You get Don Papa Giorgio. Don Papa Giorgio. The what joke the... in the bathtub scene is one of the all-time. <laughs> and just Wayne Newton straight up trying to bang Griswold White yeah. the whole movie. Yeah. And Clark just didn't give a shit. Uh, yeah, he just Clark wanted so to gamble. He was that, just yeah, so into gambling. somebody was that... taking away his wife's attention. Literally almost lost his wife to Wayne Newton. But do you know that there's actually a fifth vacation movie called out the Griswold vacation. No way! And it's gonna be Russ, and it's Ed Helms from The Office is playing a grown-up Russ, oh, and he's taking no his family on a vacation. Oh, but like Beverly D'Angelo and Chevy Chase cameo in it, like, like the grandparents. They're no, yeah, but it still is the Griswolds. Of like, course, they're yeah, still, yeah. Like, keeping it canon. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, well, that's I'm actually what to look for. There's, yeah, there's be a, a new uh, vacation movie coming out. <laughs> But uh, what are some good ones? Well, that's another quality one. Yeah, maybe I'll get into another good one. I got a feeling, though, that I'm going to just throw out what I believe to be the hammer right now, the all-time great fourth or above sequel, Rocky IV. Can probably be argued the best Rocky. I mean, he fights the uh, Russian maniac on Christmas Day. Yeah, he fights Dolph for fucking Apollo's life. That is the greatest one because he kills Apollo Creed. This guy's so hardcore, he straight up kills Apollo <laughs> yeah. Creed in the ring. I mean, Clubber Lang was mocking uh, Rocky's wife. Ivan Drago killed Apollo Creed in the <laughs> ring, then mocks him the whole time, and then like agrees to fight him for like American freedom on Christmas. What a miss! Another Christmas classic, I guess you could say about yeah. Rocky IV. Yeah, really. Then there was the fifth Rocky, kind of ruined it, where he uh, fights Tommy Gun in the street. He and then there was the sixth Rocky. The sixth Rocky, where he came back, and they did like he fought like <laughs> I Floyd Mayweather. Good, but then you also have another one. He came back and did made the Rambo for where he again he was old Rambo. <laughs> yeah, and, like had a suit. He's not fighting; he's shooting. Yeah, but it wasn't called like First Blood Four, unfortunately. It was just called <laughs> Rambo. Like, <laughs> yeah, but that was another great just modification of the name where they just ran out of other things, so they're just like, just drop all the other shit. We'll yeah. call it Rambo. Because oh, the second one was literally First Blood Two. It was yeah. like First Blood Two. Wouldn't that be what? Second Blood? <laughs> Shouldn't it just be called Second Blood? 
<laughs> I guess kind of in that realm was the uh, there was also the Terminators kept on Rambo. I feel like Rambo for me Rambo and Terminator when I was a kid were like the all be, end all be all of action. Yeah, how could they, they both are keeping on making out Rambo's and Terminators all these years later. Yeah, Terminator Four is with uh, Christian Bale. Bale and Christian did. Bale played a pretty good. Uh, you could see the. Good. He played a great John Connor, but he even played a better role from that movie. Was when that was the tape of his epic meltdown on set, just like screaming <laughs> yeah. at a sound guy and having without like, Terminator Four, without there would Terminator be no 4, yeah. epic meltdown. There'd be no Christian Bale fucking <laughs> meltdown. So it might be the best one. Dude. But there's another one. There's another one where there's a new Terminator coming out this summer. Terminator Genesis. Yeah, and it's Schwarzenegger's big return. To the Terminator fucking <laughs> franchise, but he's so old now that they had to like write in like why the Terminator's age yeah. has gray hair. It's like robots don't age. So let me get to you. Can shoot him with a shotgun. Nothing. Twenty two years later, he's like <laughs> murders. Him. That's the secret weapon. I guess maybe one bringing together Christian Bale and potentially Arnold Schwarzenegger. How about this for a little combo here? But you have the Batman trilogy Woo! because we have the new Batman trilogy. No, they're up to those. three. Yeah, but three. that's that but there was the earlier Batman foursome. With Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. George Clooney as Batman. It's just like such a rundown of hilarious stars, by the way. Rudy as Robin. Or whatever. <laughs> Chris O'Donnell. Or Chris O'Donnell. I was gonna say, yeah, you get Chris yeah. O'Donnell playing Robin. Yeah, Chris O'Donnell playing Robin. And then there Robin. was Mr. Freeze. There was all sorts of fucking Alicia people. Alicia Silverstone played Batgirl in that one. Oh, yeah, Alicia Silverstone. Like, ass co-star. Totally and... fight crime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. They put my lip gloss on. It's like, what the fuck? By the way, I thought that Robin was the original Batgirl. <laughs> there was two Batgirls. There was Batgirl and Robin. What the fuck? That's... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Another hilarious one. No, so that's kind of the old school, though. I would, I would have to say, though, that in terms of the new school sequels for more, the, the, the leader in the clubhouse has got to be the Fast and the Furious <laughs> fucking Dude, trilogy making... of trilogies that are just ongoing. And again, talk about the same movie. Well, I guess and I, they've even started to make them out after Paul Walker took it a little too far. <laughs> yeah, real and life. And fucking Fast and Furious themselves to fucking... Yeah, and life imitating art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Paul Walker literally So the star and... dies in a car accident. That's only going to help sales for the fucking car racing movie. We got to start making a... Got to launch this one. Got to keep it going. And they're not even about, like, racing cars anymore, too. Like, I think the last one they had, like, Rob Fort Knox. Like, the first one was, like, straight up, like, like yeah. right, we're racing cars, and, like, that's what this movie's about. And now it's like, no, that's done. Like, And that's even created spinoffs like Triple X and, like, all these other movies that are just Fast and the Furious. <laughs> it's like the National Lampoon Syndrome. We're like, all right, let's just make it but not call it this. And they keep getting better bozos in them, too. Like, The Rock joined. <laughs> yeah, The yeah. Rock. Had like, now he's in them all. And then the new one, I think, has, uh, what's his name? The Transporter. Statham. He has fucking Turkish. Did Statham finally get yeah. into the oh, Fast yeah. It's about time to stay the yeah. mashed up. Because let's be honest, years. like, what is this movie without our modern day Steven Seagal, <laughs> fucking Jason Statham? The fucking guy, like, every movie that guy touches is just garbage. If it's not directed by Guy Ritchie, yeah. it's fucking just, oh, the transporter. I think there was four transporters. Was there not? Oh, I might Add it to the list. list. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> it felt like there was four of them. So that's all we have for the closer look. But if you have one that we might have forgotten, a movie that has four or more sequels, Always email us in at thegeekeduppodcast at gmail.com. The Geeked Up. You got to throw that the in there. We are the. the. We're a proper, proper English exclusively here. The Geeked Up Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know if we forgot one, but... Well, let us know what you think. Yeah. And Andre Davi, quit sending emails under false aliases as girls to yourself, because we're on to you. That was it for the closer look. And that's going to bring us into good old game time. Game time. No, we ain't playing it. Now we just playing, but we gonna play better games. Step in the room and see that we wouldn't have it another way. Geeks gotta play. 
Dungeons and Dragons, psych that ain't gonna happen. New games that we made up, that's how you get geeked up. And it's a game for you and us. See what we gonna do, hit us up and write us in. Let the games begin, so let the games begin. Cause we just singing game time. Game time. Game time. Game time. Game time. So that brings us to the game time portion of the show. But before we step in the game closet, we're going to step in the prize closet. Yeah. Uh, we got prizes a do. Prizes a do indeed. From our first three episodes just released, we have the uh, first email. We took them all together. So we've got our first uh, couple episodes of prizes to give out. We already gave away our first. We already dipped in the prize closet once. Who was it, Dennis? Uh, our our man Dennis, Dennis on Facebook. Like it was our first like on Facebook. How do you get in touch with Dennis on Facebook? Congratulate him for being the uh, first one there. Yeah, if you can find this guy, send him a message. <laughs> Congratulate him. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's only one Dennis. I mean, uh, how popular is this Facebook stuff? There's got to right. be only a handful of Dennises out there <laughs> in New York City, right? I mean, you can say he was one of the founding likers <laughs> of the uh, old Facebook geeked up fan page. But now we got our real prizes to give away. That's right, we for have the games. games. And we're gonna start off with a. Uh, an interesting one. Our first game was Character Swap, back to episode one. Character Swap, where we asked, we played the game that we said, send us your best character swap. Take any character from a TV or movie, put them in another TV or movie, boom, here's your character swap. Who is the best? All right. Well, our best comes from our man Seth Filia. So he took Bruce Leroy from The Last Dragon. Of course, from The Last Dragon. And he swapped him in. Now, this is where it gets interesting, into the game three of the Geeked Up podcast. <laughs> oh, all right. And he swapped him out. Now, that is rule just because, I mean, I did swap you out in the character swap. I took you out once, so it could be the Liam and Beavis show. And his explanation, too, is because he has the glow. He's able to do this. So they so then he put him into game three of the Geeked Up podcast, which is, of course, the fight to the death. That's right. He beat out, so he swapped him out with Johnny Karate from Cobra Kai. Johnny from Cobra Kai from Karate Kid. <laughs> All right, so that gets him into the final four. Yeah, Johnny got so eliminated by Happy. Put him in the mix. So that would, if he swapped him out with Johnny Karate, so that puts him into the final four then yeah. with also Happy, who beat Johnny Karate. So yeah, then he's so in there with Happy. Happy would be out of it. No, no, I think Happy would be in. Be, no, Bruce Lieber would be in. Would be in over Happy. Yeah, because okay, he, he would beat Happy. So he would be happy. He would be happy in the triathlon. So then you put him in there against Airbud, Benny the Jet, and, of course, our man Stephen Root. Yeah. But he says Bruce Leroy is clearly taking this one because he beat Show Nuff. Yeah, I mean, if, so, he's got, if he can beat Show Enough, he also has the glow. Let's not forget about the glow. He has the glow. He beats Show Enough. So I guess if he beats Show Enough, he can beat Stephen Root, Air Bud, and Benny the Jet. I mean, uh, come on. And he already beat Happy in a triathlon. So, so, All right, so that's interesting. So he took care of two games. He swapped, he, but he wins the prize for the character swap. He definitely wins the prize for the character swap. Because it was not the prize for who would win in the fatal, the Hunger Games-style fight as Game 3. That was for Game 1 character swap. Boom. Seth. Seth. Gets, yeah, the, you know, gets the prize. He would almost have won two prizes for winning the game. But the winner of the episode three's Smash Fight Brothers. To the Death, yes. Smash Brothers edition. Episode three Smash Brothers edition, which is the game we just uh, explained where you put Happy Gilmore, Benny the Jet... Steven Root from Dodgeball, and Airbud in a Hunger Games-style fight to the death, who would win? That is the Smash Brothers Episode 3 game, which is the uh, winner we're about to say now. And the winner is the young one Orla from Dublin, with <laughs> this email we received. Dear Liam and Devin, I would like to start off by congratulating you on a fantastic show. Now that the formalities are out of the way, it's time to get down to business. Now, I'm in no way a sports enthusiast, but I believe that Airbud would win the contest. 
The little dog has so much spirit and a heart that just won't quit. His loyalty to Josh is so heartwarming and really says a lot about his strong character and determination. These traits would certainly keep his hairy little chin up in a heated contest. We all know this is true, as we saw how he didn't quit even when the question of whether or not a dog could compete in a basketball league was brought to light. Now let's examine his athletic prowess, which none of us can deny. I mean, just look at his stamina as him and Josh are being chased by Snively. Our furry little buddy is well able for a high-risk chase. I know I was impressed, and I'd be willing to bet the clothes on my back that you were too. <laughs> Lastly, everybody has the little level of sass that is absolutely vital in competition like this. As you rip the newspaper, a symbol of pain and dread from Snively's rotten hands, I could hear a resounding call of girl as my heart swelled with pride. What contestant could possibly keep their confidence high after a slice of this little sassy pie? Thank you for reading my mail, and please just give me the outer wand. Yours sincerely, Orla. Now that is an epic email right there. Oh only worthy God. of an Irish accent, by the way. Yeah. That that was, I could only capture that wow. email. <laughs> wow. I don't know if I'm more impressed by like the just meticulous poetic writing style Dude, or just the sheer knowledge of Airbud. I mean, Jesus I Christ. Tears in my eyes. Dude. That was like one of like, the most <laughs> epically best written, this fan, I love Airbud. Oh, Orla, we got the show for you. Uh, finally, a show that talks about Airbud. She's just been waiting for 17 years for somebody to finally mention Airbud. Oh, we finally got it. My man over here is talking about Airbud nonstop. Have you not heard the Geek Up podcast? <laughs> German Devin always brings up German Airbud. Oh my God! So Orla, Orla, you, congratulations! You, you don't win the Elder Wand because you know you have to undo it from me. But you, you also really, you're in, if you're if you're really in Dublin, uh, we're not going to be mailing anything across the country. We can't be sending everything into some banshee hut in Ireland where you guys yeah. are just sitting watching Airbud on closed circuit TV too. or whatever. Like she like picked her prize at the end. Like she picked the prize <laughs> out of our like profile picture on Facebook. She's yeah. like, oh, I've noticed that. She thought that. No, I guess I should correct that too. Like that's not the prize closet. Yeah. <laughs> that's just a picture. Like you don't get to pick that's just all of our stuff. I mean. <laughs> you can't have my headphones or my copy. You of... can't have Devin's Elder Wand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, crazy. <laughs> but Orla, but on... sharp eye, Orla, sharp, sharp eye, Orla. Epic email too, Orla. That was just yeah. Oof. Keep listening. I, something tells me if any of your emails are ever like this again, yeah. you're gonna win. Every game we ever play. Uh, a lot of contests. <laughs> yeah, a lot of prizes. A lot of pictures of old me and Liam coming your way. <laughs> All right, with all that, then we're going to step into the game room. Then this episode, we're going to play Geeked Up Degrees of Steven Root. The geeked Up Degrees of Steven Root, yes. So are you all familiar with the uh, classic game uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, where you take... Two, you take one actor, and then within six degrees, you try to link them to Kevin Bacon, right? So let's do, like, I don't know, Morgan Freeman and Kevin Bacon. Morgan Freeman was in Shawshank Redemption with Tim Robbins, who's in Mystic River with Kevin Bacon. Boom. Two degrees, Morgan Freeman, Kevin Bacon, all right? But this is the geeked up version. The geeked up degrees of Steven Root. So, of course, we got to get our boy Steven Root in there. So we're going to take two characters. We've got to match them incorporating Steven Root in as few steps as possible. We're going to do that, and then, and then you guys are going to see if you can do the degrees of Steven Root connection in fewer steps than we can using whatever type of homework. It's like a take your like a take home test. You know, you get to cheat all you want. Me and Devin are doing it just a uh, all natural. Am I being clear enough, Devin? You think that? Uh... Yeah, I think we get how to play the game. They're gonna try <laughs> to right. beat how many steps it's gonna take. It's yeah, gonna take. got it. <laughs> all right, it's not the most complex thing. I I can stop talking now. All right, but so uh, in honor for this week of the. Uh, 
RIPs that we touched on in the earlier portion of the show. Tough week where we've lost Christopher Lee and, of course, Dusty Rhodes. We're going to honor those two figures. We're going to be taking Christopher Lee. And then uh, it turns out there wasn't a Dusty Rhodes movie. <laughs> so we're going to do the next real American. Yeah. And we're going to use Hulk Hogan. And so from the American dream to the real American we're going to see how we can get to Hulk Hogan, to Christopher Lee, somehow incorporating Steven Root in so many steps. And then see if you guys can beat it. Probably a much more concise way to say it. You ready to kick it off, though? I'm ready to kick it off. You want to All right, so first? there is a couple of, uh, yeah, I'll lead it up, but we do maybe let's kind of communicate here. we got a little bit of brain. we got a little strategy we can work here. We can either go Christopher Lee to Steven Root or Hulk Hogan to Steven Root. Or we can maybe even start with Steven Root and yeah, then see where we can spiral from there. You've got to start with Hulk Hogan or Christopher Lee. All right. Maybe so. Oh, I'll take the Hulkster, of course. I'm going to the Hulkster. I'll, I'll, end with, I'll start with the Hulk. You end. So I'm going to go, of course, Hulk Hogan when I think of his acting career. Mr. Mommy, of course. No. I'm going to go where it all started. No holds barred. Where he uh, brought, brought a, a young, young brother runs by the name of Tiny Zeus Lister. Woo! To the nation's eye, where he played Zeus. He like that's where he got his name from. He played Zeus in No Holds Barred. Later fought in SummerSlam. Huh? But I'm gonna go Hulk Hogan and Zeus, Tiny Zeus Lister from No Holds Barred. So from there, that's a good one, man. So we're gonna go Hulk Hogan, the Tiny Zeus Lister. So from him, we all know Tiny Zeus Lister best, I think, in the classic movie. Old Tiny was Debo. Yeah, I guess I should have said if you guys weren't clear on it. If you didn't see No Holds Barred or SummerSlam 1990, you might be scratching your head. But yeah, Debo. He was Debo in Friday. So I'm going to take that approach. So Debo was in Friday. Now, you could go the fifth element where where, uh, Debo played the president of the world or whatever it was. Well, I'll even give you that setup then. I'm going to go Debo, who is in Friday, with Chris Tucker. Who was in the fifth element anyway? There you go. So I didn't know either or. <laughs> nice. All right, so now I've got Chris Tucker. That's right. All right, so I'm going to go just right off the bat. Chris Tucker, of course, the uh, Rush Hour trilogy, I think. I think they made three Rush Hours, him and Jackie Chan. But no, I'm going to go a different turn. My favorite Chris Tucker movie, other than Friday, of course, Money Talks <laughs> with Sheen. <laughs> And I could go all sorts of characters, but I'm going to choose Sheen. Just because I don't know the fucking fat Italian guy's name who plays uh, Sheen's father-in-law. Yeah, and then, yeah, and yeah. like guy from all the Paul Godfathers. Salvino? Yeah, 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 yeah. Should I go Paul Salvino? No, I'll go with Sheen. Maybe I'll stick it with Sheen. <laughs> all right. Now, you threw me a curveball here, Liam. So we're going to go Charlie Sheen then. I got Charlie Sheen in mind. Trying to go to St- Charlie Sheen to Stephen Root. <laughs> That'd be a little tough. So Charlie Sheen. Do I take the hot shots way here? I don't think so. I think I'm going to go. Uh, whew. Charlie Sheen was in. I'm trying to think of a good one to do. All right, so Charlie Sheen kind of threw me a curveball here. So I'm just going to take an easy way out with this one and throw it to his brother, Emilio Estevez, when they start together <laughs> and met at work. Yeah, you think Sheen, you think Estevez. No doubt about it. All right, so I've got to go. I've got to go Estevez here, and I've got to go Estevez without minute work. So I'm kind of fucked. <laughs> we could. Uh, all right, Estevez. I'm thinking Mighty Ducks, of course. Is anybody ever? Is there anybody from Mighty Ducks? I guess that one little fag turned out to be in uh, Dawson's Creek or whatever. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Joshua but Johnson. um. All right. Oh, how about Estevez is in Young Guns, of course. Clearly, the man in Young Guns with Sutherland with 24. Oh, Queefer. With Queefer. All right, I'll go Keith or Sutherland. All right. He's in 24. There's all sorts of people been in 24, right? Yeah, you know what, dude? You're right. There has been a lot of characters in 24, especially the last season of 24 where my man, 
And our bonus guy in this game, oh, oh Steven Root. <laughs> it is backdoor into Steven Root. Steven Root just found his way into this. We just hit <laughs> Steven Root. Steven Root was Bill Prady in the last season of uh, 24. All right, first of all, there was the last season of... They're still making 24s? Yeah, they like, made a comeback or some shit. They had to do like some walkie. <laughs> but I think it was actually the real like final season before they did like the comeback British final season. Like, Bill Prady was a parole officer that like... I mean, he somehow got killed. Did Kiefer kill him? Did I think, no, I think because he was keeping the secrets from him. That one chick strangled him. Fuck, I forgot all about it. But yes, Bill Prady, Stephen Root. Oh, Stephen Root was in Twenty Four Men. Stephen Root really has been everything. Like, of course that. Uh, yeah, I hand to you then the jewel that is anything eight Stephen seasons Root. long. Stephen Root has to find his way in somehow. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially he can play like a creep or like a DA like agent. He could be a good guy, a bad guy. Stephen Root's perfect for Twenty Four. Stephen Root's perfect for everything. He should have. He should have been Kiefer Sutherland. I think. Uh, <laughs> You would have been a great Jack Bauer. Yeah, so Sutherland should have been playing Bill Brady. All right, so now we get to Steven Root. So now we've got to go. We've hit our one bonus. You want to give us a little recap how we've gotten from the Hulkster right. to Steve, from, from my man to your man? Let's take a look. We started off with uh, Hulk Hogan, who was fighting uh, Tiny Lester Zeus. Tiny Zeus Lester. No hold barn. So I went with Lester as Debo in Friday, and you took a, a Debo in Friday with the Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker to your stupid movie with Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Money Talks? Money Talks. <laughs> Heather Locklear? Oh, that's right, dude. She's fat! No, yeah. I mean that in a good way. Yo, that ass is fat, son. And then from there, I took the obvious route from Sheen to Amelia Estevez. <laughs> yeah. Because what's that? One Estevez is good as the next. And then you took Estevez, put him in Young Guns with Kiefer Sutherland. I took Skeever Sutherland then and putting him in 24 with my man, the real star 24, <laughs> Stephen motherfucking Root. All right, so now we got to go from Stephen motherfucking Root to uh, the uh, bladed, or no, to the uh, now deceased RIP wishes to Christopher Lee and his family. So now we've got to go to Stephen Root to Chris Lee. Yes. So. All right, now who's that, me? Yeah, I'm going to give you All right, you so I get Steven Root. Steven nice. Root. Take your pick. So I can go anywhere with this one. Joe Rogan yeah, you from can even uh, News Radio. Yeah, I can really ruin this game if I want. Remember what I've been watching, though, recently? I've been watching Boardwalk Empire. Oh, nice. Watching probably my favorite, one of my, honestly, probably my favorite actor myself, local guy, Steve Buscemi. Been in, you know, all of Fargo, Reservoir Dogs, all of my faves. That's right. FDN Boardwalk, old Lucky Thompson himself. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go Steven Root. With Nucky Thompson, Stephen Buscemi. Whew. That's another one. I would like to actually look up eventually and see how many movies old Buscemi's yeah, been Buscemi's in before another, he uh, broke out. Hoot, hoot, we're playing Stephen Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be hilarious. How do you rhyme Buscemi? <laughs> see Buscemi, yeah, I feel like he's another one. I could pick like any Sandler movie. Yeah, you could really, yeah, you could really uh, derail me with this one here. Yeah, Buscemi, Let's... how do I want to play this? Taking Buscemi, I'm not taking in the obvious Sandler picks. I'm going to do what we were talking about earlier and throw it to the obscure Vince Vaughn movie, Stepdad. Oh, <laughs> the one, was Buscemi the fucking... Uh, Travolta played the other dad. Who's yeah. Buscemi? Buscemi was like the evil Vince Vaughn's like evil right-hand man. Oh, in it, dude. dude, I forgot. Like the private <laughs> detective right. that was like onto him or something. I forget what he was. Well, I'm like... I, I, I definitely weasel Remind around. me of the TiVo Stepdad next time it's on <laughs> yeah, TNT. I might have it on DVD. I don't know what you have it. <laughs> so I'm going to go Buscemi to Vince Vaughn and old Stepdad. All right, so I've got Vince Vaughn from Stepdad. That's right, baby. You want to know, dude? I think I might. I think I might have cracked this one actually. I'm gonna stick with just things we've talked about solely on the Geeked Up podcast so far today, and I'm gonna take Vince Vaughn, and I'm gonna go 
with Vince Vaughn's famed running back character from Rudy. I'm going to put him with Rudy, who's no other than Sean Astin, of course. Who is the uh, little fucking true lord bearer of the ring. He's not. He's the guy's like game. Is he Frodo? No, he's Sam. He's our, my beloved friend, Sam. (laughs) So you're going Vaughn to Sean Astin. Yeah, who's uh, Lord of the Rings, the guy, though, right? I'm going to go to Sean Astin with our man, Christopher Christopher Lee. Oh, shit. Lord of the Rings. Vaughn was, uh, Vaughn tied it together. Yeah, dude, and that was all just stitched through logic previously mentioned on Geeked Up today. Yeah, right. I brought up the Vince Vaughn. We brought up Vince Vaughn. We bring up Stepdad and Rudy. That's why it's Geeked Up And those lingers directly from from Stephen Root to Christopher Lee. So, wow, like, once we got to uh, Stephen Root, it was way easier from Stephen. Who would have thunk it? Stephen Root and Christopher Lee, far easier to hook up than Hulk Hogan and Stephen Root. Yeah, right? <laughs> Vince Vaughn and Christopher Lee, man. I missed that show. So we, uh, all right, so we got there. How many, Devin was the one cataloging the steps over here. So let's go again. Hulk to Lester's one. Debo to Chris Tucker's two. Chris Tucker to Charlie Sheen is three. Charlie Sheen to Amelia Estevez is four. Estevez to Keeper Sutherland is five. Uh, where are we? Sutherland to Stephen Root would be six. Root to Buscemi would be seven. Buscemi to Vaughn would be eight. Vaughn to Sean Astin would be nine. Sean Astin to Christopher Lee, ten. We did it in ten steps. Ten, ten degrees, degrees of geeked up Stephen Root. Now we put it on you guys. Can Orla and any of the other emailers, can <laughs> Seth, can Orla write us a poetic, hilarious thing and under uh, ten... Uh, connections of Stephen Root to Christopher uh, Lee. You're and talking Hulk about Hogan? your man Stephen Root there, are you? <laughs> <laughs> he's no airbud, but he's quite the gent himself. He still has a furry little chin that <laughs> says, <laughs> looks up in determination. So, uh, all right, impressive stuff. Now, do you think that uh, is this our final presentation? Any chance we can narrow our Hulk Hogan to Stephen Root? You think we can do Hulk Hogan to Stephen Root in a shorter time? You asking me? Well, I mean, we we got from Stephen Root to Chris Lee so quickly. Really, we, we spent the bulk of our ten. That was two of them. We took, the, took us eight to get from Hogan. So we did Hogan to Zeus to Chris Tucker. That ah, sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> we leave it on you guys to beat it. Can you? It's going to take, a, it's gonna take like an awful lot of internet research that I'm not willing for. Yep, we did it off the cuff. <laughs> but, yeah, can you guys beat it in under than ten? If so, email us at thegeekeduppodcast at gmail.com. Let us know. But remember, you have to include Steven Root in there. Anyone, we could have Hulk Hogan, Christopher Lee. We could have done that in two movies. Yeah, and you get to also cheat by using some of our movies. It's true. It's true. You get to stitch along those logics. And like again, like I said, and there might even be a shorter connection from, if you look up Steven Root's IMDb, actually, I'm sure Steven Root and Hogan and Steven Root and Christopher, look, you'd probably do this If you two. don't start with no hold bars, you might have a better <laughs> chance at this guy. <laughs> That's true. But fucking classic I don't know, is there any other better classic uh, wrestling movies? I could have gone to Rocky Three and gotten in Stallone in the picture. That might have been a way to now help. You're, yeah, you're helping him too much. <laughs> well, give us a try. Email us at thegeekeduppodcast.com if you can do the Hulk Hogan to Christopher Lee geeked up degrees of Steven Root game in less than nine steps. You're going to be the next one into the big geeked up prize closet. Maybe get an autographed uh, pair of Legion of Doom fake shoulder pads. <laughs> or maybe an autographed uh, scream mask from Devin's closet. But you're not going to be taking Dennis the Dennis already ones. took the picture. Orla lives too far away to get anything mailed. What are we giving Seth, by the way? We didn't... Uh... Oh, we'll give Seth something. Not the other one, though. No one's getting the other one. Let's just make that very clear, dude. The prize closet is not the profile picture. No one's getting my copy of Destiny or my Game Informer magazine. You can't have it. All right, well, 
Well, I guess the, for geeks, we're never done playing. So last episode, we did Steven Root. So I think that's going to bring us into one more quick game before we go. IMDb. 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 Oh. Yeah. Who is DB? IMDb. Oh, we're going to find out who DB is. DB. That was actually the premiere of the IMDb song, by the way, dude. Oh, is that another one? Is that another premiere for Andre Dabi? I don't know. No, well, kind of. He made the beat on that one, but I don't know if you noticed who was rapping on that one alongside that robot. Did you get a track in? Yeah, that's your man Devin right there. Laying down the track, so... Laying down uh, the claim. Yeah, IMDb. you helped out with the lyrics... And also, performer, you got your uh, you got an edge up on me in the uh, parody on our podcast parody songs. That's right, we co-writers, but you're the only one laying the tracks down. That's right, writer and Hitting up artist. them ones and twos. Woo, baby! All right, so that was the. Uh, of course, we're going to be playing the IMDb game. We're going to do a little bit of an audible from. Uh, if you listen to the episode two, the last time we played the IMDb game, we tried to do a little bit more of a John Henry challenge, where we kind of pit to see if I could look something up on IMDb faster. Then Devin could uh, just know it himself. Turns out I'm like horrible with computers. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So it's gonna uh, we're gonna need to retool and a little I'm bit. I'm great with trivia. Yeah, I think I had that one down in two seconds flat. I so uh, what we're gonna do is I'm just gonna pick a trivia question off of IMDb. I'm gonna go in their trivia department, pick out a question, see if I can't stump Devin with the trivia question. All right, yeah, nice try, Bozo. That I picked out. So in uh, in honor of this week, uh, Jurassic Park coming out, the big box office smash. We're gonna do a uh, Jurassic Park trivia question. You familiar? With, you you uh, you feel comfortable with Jurassic Park? Is that Lay one of you? Lay it on me, brother. Yeah. Is Steven rooting it? <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, by scrolling through the trivia department, it turns out when released in 1993, Jurassic Park was a box office record. So Jurassic Park four putting it back on top, yeah. WWF Championship belt style. <laughs> <laughs> Once the champion, now the champion again, Jurassic Park. All right, but uh, here's a good question because it involves my main man, Newman, from, <laughs> Hello, from Newman. Jurassic Park. Talking about what, what, exa- what exactly did it? Yes, exactly, Nedry. Stealing eggs from the shaving cans? All right, so we're going to bring it to uh, Jurassic Park. We're going to bring it to my man, Newman, though. I saw a question involving my man, Newman. All right, all right. From uh, Jurassic Park. Okay, so... Uh, of course, Nedry in, in Jurassic Park. So shortly after Nedry makes his first appearance in the control room where he's arguing with Hammond. Remember the scene where... Uh, Ian Hammond. Yeah, he's arguing with the park owner. Newman's arguing with the park owner. During that scene, Newman, Nedry, is, uh, there's, is watching something on a computer screen in the control room. Quote-unquote, clearly visible, as IMDb puts it. What movie was Newman watching on the computer screen in the control room... After arguing with the park owner, Hammond. Oh, dude, I actually know that one because it is clearly visible. Oh, fuck. I was kind of thinking that it might be. I'm going to answer it for you and I'm going to let you know why. The movie's Jaws. He's watching Jaws (laughs) on the computer. But the reason a Spielberg, watching, a Spielberg classic. A Spielberg which, movie. Because Spielberg directed Jurassic Park, so they threw a little Spielberg, little like, classic 1973 yeah, Jaws, yeah. fucking whatever year it came out. <laughs> but yeah, he's watching Jaws. Am I right? I know. Yeah, I'm right. yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. even confirm it. I know I'm right. You remember? So, yeah. All right, fuck. Again, I blame so. myself. Bad trivia question. I, there was too much. This IMDb trivia page. It's fucking insane. There's uh, like 350 what they term interesting facts about <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> Try making an easy trivia question out of any of them, goddammit. Yep. No. You got to right, maybe for that. that. So I guess you in ter- indeed are DB. I am DB, the human beast the machine once again. All right. So I guess that's going to do it for... Uh this episode of Geeked Up Podcast. This will be the it for old episode four. But remember, 
to uh, email us in at the uh, Geeked Up Podcast, the Geeked Up Podcast, the Geeked Up Podcast at, at gmail dot com. Yes, and let of course, us know your uh, all of your feedback. Thanks again for everybody that's been listening. For seriously, it means a lot to us from all over the globe. It really does. Yeah, make sure to give us your uh, Geeked Up degrees of Stephen Root in less than nine between Hulk Hogan and Christopher Lee. And let us get yourself in the prize closet. Let us know, too, if there's a uh, sequels for and up that you wanted to throw in there also. Yeah, 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 for sure. All your other thoughts and feedback. So once again, our email is thegeekeduppodcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash geekeduppodcast. Like us on the SoundCloud, soundcloud.com backslash geekeduppodcast. Thanks for listening, and always remember, if you don't have to work tomorrow, why don't you go ahead and get geeked up. Time to get geeked yeah. up and telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know, I know you cuz feel me. Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on yet. And if you are hooked, we're gonna go and take a closer look. And no show is the same. We always got a different game. We yeah, got a different game. Hey, hey. Ooh, Ooh, baby. Baby. Time to get, get geeked up. up.